This is a Gardener. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Parent Garden Club. How are you all doing, everyone? This is a great one once again. Uh, just quick shout out to hey, big up to you, China. Big up to you, Norway. UK. Yup, UK. Where are you? Come on. Make sure you like, subscribe, and all that sort of thing. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This week we have the fabulous Jane Perone. She's back on giving a houseplant tip for the kids. Also, we have my friend and yours, George the Teacher, bringing some more teaching advice and tips. I'm going to be talking about worms. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's that time of year. Let's talk about worms, everybody. And also. We have an amazing update, an actual update this week, peeps, uh, from the smallest garden on social media. It is a jam-packed half hour. I appreciate you joining me. So, let's get on with it. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get straight into it this week with... I don't really usually do politics on this show, right? But I'm going to do it. I'm going to start this week's podcast talking about the teacher strikes this year, or this month, this week, should I say. Come on, Lee. This I'm a bit nervous about it. I don't want any backlash. I don't want to be any backlash from this. But as a parent, right, as a governor of a school and somebody that works quite closely with schools as well... I want to say that I completely stand by all the teachers that have chosen to strike this week, everybody, okay? Because I'll tell you for why, right? Yeah, it's a nuisance, right? It's a nuisance to parents. I get it. But you don't realise what... I think we should realise, really. Like, we were there. We were all there during uh, lockdown when we went to homeschool. We know how hard it is doing it with, for me, one child, maybe you, two or three. But imagine doing it with 30 children. Imagine every day trying to control 30 children and get some education to them. I mean, that firstly is difficult. Then imagine doing it with hardly any money invested into the school. Like, honestly, schools at the moment are struggling. Teachers are struggling. No teachers that have cried at the end of the day because of the stress that they're getting. They're out there teaching our children. They're bringing up our kids five days a week into, well, for me, a, a brilliant little girl. And they don't get enough respect, right? So if you're a teacher listening to this, I respect you. If you want to strike, strike. I'm right behind you, okay? As long as it's not on a day that I know, you know... I mean, to be fair, Olive's school wasn't, sh- they're not on strike. But even if they were, Olive would be here. 
I'll be happy for it, alright? I'll be happy. Now, we had Jane Perone on last week from On The Ledge Podcast talking about houseplants. Let's get another tip from Jane. Hi, I'm Jane Perone, host of Houseplant Podcast On The Ledge and author of forthcoming book Legends of the Leaf out this April. This week's top tip for children and houseplants is this. Make sure that you check before you bring plants into an environment with children that they are safe, particularly if you have young children who might decide they want to take a snack on one of your leaves. There are a surprising number of houseplant species that have toxic leaves which you really wouldn't want your children to be eating. Most of the time they taste really bitter so a child wouldn't end up eating an awful lot but it's better to be safe than sorry. There are lots of totally non-toxic houseplants to choose from though, including peperomias, the parlor palm, and of course our old favorite, the spider plant. With younger children, it's also worth being careful with cacti and succulents that have spines. Some spiny succulents like the euphorbias also have milky sap if you happen to knock them or damage them, which again can cause irritation to eyes and skin. But remember, you can always turn this into a learning opportunity and your chance to talk to children about respect for plants and knowing which plants they are allowed to touch and which ones they need to steer clear of. Hello there, Advert Robot here, and I'm here to tell you about School Garden Success. If you're a teacher thinking about getting your class garden this year, then you need to visit schoolgarnsuccess.co.uk. With School Garden Success, not only do you learn how to grow your own food and care for wildlife, it also matches up with the curriculum. Through English, mathematics and science, there's so much you can learn along with gardening. And to make it easier for you, the teacher, School Garden Success gives you the plan so you know which lessons to do month by month, what to sow, and what to grow, giving you all of the equipment, all of the lessons, and teacher support. School Garden Success has a team ready to go to answer your questions so you can go back into class the next day and keep carrying on learning with the children. With the right equipment, the right lessons, and the teacher support, School Garden Success guarantees gardening and growing success. So if you want to get involved in school gardening this year, then visit schoolgardensuccess.co.uk. That's schoolgardensuccess.co.uk to get your children gardening in 2023. Last week, we tried to send a tomato to space. And this week, we're doing the unthinkable. Because we're spending £16,000 or $20,000 to our American listeners on worms. That's right. I go on the search for composting worms and find £16,000 worth of worms. 
I managed to get my worm composter home, it's called a wormery, out of the uh, a shed and finally back in action. And unfortunately, some of the worms, spoiler alert, some of the worms that were in there had unfortunately left us. But I did manage to order some worms online that were posted through my door. And on that search, I found 16,000 pounds worth of worms. If you want to find out what happened, head over to skinnyjeangardener.co.uk extreme for extreme gardening on your screens. I love doing these episodes. I'm really enjoying it. Go check them out and let me know what you think. Because we have gone to the extreme while buying worms. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Well, hello, Lily. It's Monty Don again here. Uh, I heard you bought some worms for £16,000. I wondered if I could buy a couple of you. That would be fabulous. Hello, hello. Where are you? Hello, hello. It's me, Mr. Tumble. Oh, heck. Hello, it's me, Alan. Do you remember me from that other podcast? Yeah, it's me. From the Lutman. Oh, I think I'm bringing that series back, you know. Only three years later. Go check it out. Oh, heck. Hey, right. Um, you asked for a review of your podcast. Well, I think is absolute. We're going to learn everything you need to know about worm juice. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Oh, no, Costa. Surely not. Surely not. He's not going to do that, is he? That's fine. We'll find out later. Please say you didn't, Costa. Please. I'm not talking about apple juice or orange juice. I'm not talking about apple juice or orange juice or black currant juice. I'm talking about. Or any other juice. Any other juice. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about. As you can think of, I'm talking about the good oil, worm juice. What's going on? I love this. And broccoli, cabbage and spuds, whole meal bread. I like to feel good. Now, when you set this up, what, what do you put in the bottom? We've used straw. Yep. Uh, put the straw in a couple of inches, a bit of compost, throw the worms in, and then just keep feeding them fruit and vegetables on a regular basis. Beautiful. One of the best ways to break down organic matter is to use composting worms to convert food scraps into nutrient-rich worm castings. That is a lot of worms, isn't it? 
Wormwatch guys, we're going to go well over time tonight, so just stick around. Wormwatch team, my, I don't know what's happened to my worms. They are the laziest worms ever. Remember them worms I bought for 12 quid last year on the show? Laziest worms ever. Still not even eating their Christmas dinner. Jokers. Absolute jokers. Anyway, they make some good worm juice, but I've got nothing to put on at the moment. Commonly known as worm poo. Okay, you've got these bags on the top. Is that to keep sunlight out? It's to keep sunlight out, to stop the, the uh, birds coming in for, for a meal, and it also helps to keep them cool, particularly in the hot weather. So you keep these bags moist? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Are, they, all them, are all them yellow boxes all full of worms? This is on another scale, mate. Yeah! Three months and a million poos later, we're at the final stage of the process. The worms have done their job, and what we've got is just this rich <laughs> Do worms like cocktail sausages? I don't think you should put cocktail sausages to feed worms. <laughs> That's Beto's best comment of the week. <laughs> oh, you make me laugh, Beto's. And it's filled with worms. As I put them into the sieve, have a look at that. There's just worms everywhere. Now we've got to take it over and we harvest it with the sieve because we need to keep our worms to go back into the boxes to start again. My most favourite thing I did in 2020, sieve soil. My new favourite thing. As Joy pans away with her tray, underneath is falling through these worm castings. This worm poo is gold. It is potent. Now, around your tree at home, you only need a little palmful like that, and the tree will jump out of the ground. Equally, a small amount around your vegetable garden, and you'll have vegetables growing like you wouldn't believe. So this is what I've been waiting for, worm juice. And there you have it. Talk to me about this liquid gold. This is worm pea. <laughs> okay. Which are all these boxes have got drain holes in them and it goes down into the gutter. And this is just pure compost. Um, and we dilute that down. About how much? Approximately 10 parts to one uh, and just pour it straight onto your garden. On... You know, we all know what's going to happen. And I think Costa knows what's going to happen too. But why are you doing this, Costa? Why? Around your plants. He's going to drink it. We know it. He's going to drink it. Obviously. And um, that's all you need to do. Stand back and watch it all grow. So it's pure gold. Here's cheers. Cheers. You can, you can actually... <laughs> Did he actually drink it? I know. You can actually drink it because worms have no known diseases. So it's pure Go on, Costa. Oh, even better. I'll go again. Cheers. Thanks, Joy. <laughs> he failed, didn't he? He failed. <laughs> oh, he, he, the beard hit it. He never drank it. <laughs> oh, Costa. <laughs> Later in the show. Love worm juice, though. Really great.
Costa there, if you remember. Do you know what? I look back through the archives for a phone call from our live show we used to do and uh, and usually get a phone call. And, and as I was looking through some of the archives, I found that with... Uh, if you're down... If you're, g'day. If you're down under in Australia, you'll know who Costa is. He's like the Monty Don or Alan Titchmarsh of Australia, everybody. Uh, and I found that clip. It was, it was just apt, considering that uh, I've just got some more worms. So it's funny that I bought worms. That was about two years ago, That that um, when we used to watch Costa on the live stream. But... Um, but yeah, RIP them worms. But uh, but I've got new worms, everyone, which is um, obviously fantastic. But yeah, I love that. Costa, go check him out. Go look on YouTube. It is probably the best gardening TV program I've ever watched. It's so funny. The guy is brilliant. Anyway, right, let's get on with the rest of today's show. Um, I want to quickly say to you that this weekend, right, I've been here before and I'm really excited about going and uh, I'm heading to Brighton. That's right, I'm heading to Brighton, and we are going with my good friend, Mr. Richard Suggett. I am heading to Seedy Sunday, which is a seed swap, and I'd never been to one before. A couple of years ago, oh, a few years ago, maybe. I've never been to a seed swap before. I didn't really know what they were. I've been in gardening for about six, seven years, and I headed to Seedy Sunday, it was such a great little event. It was beautiful, like in a school, and people are selling seeds, potatoes, anything you wanted to get your season started. Little seed swap going as well. Take some seeds, swap them about, and talks as well. And guess who I'm going to see, right? Do a talk. Only Charles Dowden. He's only bought a kid's... I mentioned it last week, didn't I? He's only bought a kid's book out. I'm having him. I'm saying, oi, oi, Dowden. No. And, uh... <laughs> I won't say that. But, uh, yeah, so he's brought a kid book out about No Dig, which is quite interesting. About his, his 500th uh, No Dig book, but there you go. Uh, so, anyway, I'm heading there this uh, weekend for the very first gardening event for myself, which I'm very excited about, mixing with the gardening folk, which should be great. Right, anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I was going. Uh, and if you're about, come say hello. Right, let's get on with it, because uh, so much more to get through. Uh, here is our good friend, George the Teacher, giving some teaching tips. Hi guys, George again. Week five for my top tips. Now this one, as most of, most teachers out there or non-teachers probably would have guessed this one, is get to know your students. This has been one of the biggest things which has improved behavior management for me and for a lot of other teachers that I've seen. And I find getting to know the pupils, maybe their interests, what they like to do in their spare time, um, what they did on the weekends, or as I'm coming out of Christmas, you might go, oh, what did you get for Christmas? Christmas presents. It just brings everything down to show that you are a normal person. You're not, although you're an authoritative role in school, you are also human. You're not against them. You're always on their side. And this helps to build the positive relationships with the kids. I also find getting to know their names. Now, obviously it depends on what school you're working in. It can be difficult to learn two, 300 plus kids' names, but over time you will get there and it helps a lot, especially with more challenging students um, who might misbehave or find it harder to focus. If you know their name, you can call them straight away. Not only does they respond to that, but it also knows that they care and they feel like, wow, he knows my name. It's a bit more personal and they're more likely to reflect better from you knowing who they are. 
Um, and also, once you get to know your students, it's really, really good to then adapt your teaching that benefits the needs of all the students. So some students might work well in group works when you get to know what students work well better than others. So it eliminates disruption. You might pair certain kids with others. Certain kids might push other kids or they might work really well in, say, a practical scenario. Um, so it's really important you get to know your kids and you build positive relationships with them. Well, it's great to um, be back down at the bottom of the garden. Hope you're all good. Um, and, well, you know last week I didn't do a down at the bottom of the garden because I had nothing. I just literally did nothing down at the bottom of the garden. This week, I've probably got too much to tell you. And I would take a seat, but the seat is currently still a little bit damp uh, from yesterday because I painted it. Fresh new colour. I'm still not sure on it. Go and check out my Instagram let me know what you think. Still not quite sure on that, but um, but anyway, we move on as um as I look under to see what's going under there. Um, and we move on because I have done so much yesterday. Um, at the start of this week, I should say, I literally spent the whole day, eight hours, working on the garden. And oh my gosh, it really did need it. It was an absolute mess. And looking at it now, it's embarrassing how bad it was. I'm gonna work my way around. This is not the order I did everything in. And I know we've only got about five minutes for this bit on the podcast, so I'll quickly tell you what I've done. Uh, basically, the wormery, everyone. Finally, we've got worms, which I'm excited about, in there, which is great. They're composting as we speak. Straight underneath of that, we've got a little frog pond. Obviously, no frogs have moved in yet. There's a space for them ready there. All these ideas are from my book, which is um, available right now. Hello. Then... Going all the way around, I've got all these bee stones, which I actually saved from the school gardens last year. Some school didn't pick them up. So we've got them sitting around the edge, so I've reused them, which is great. The strawberry beds have been cleared a little bit, and I've realised I'm going to need some more strawberries, uh, some more strawberry plants to plant up in there, because I've not got as many as I thought. I've got a new little bird feeder, so hopefully we're going to feed some birds along here. Then... Oh, one of the best things, one of the most exciting things to tell Olive about when she got in yesterday is in our garden we used to have this sound tube and now we've fitted a new sound tube into the garden which means that in this little small garden I can speak to her at the other end of the garden. So this basically, if you've not seen it before, it's just some downpipe that we've turned into a sound tube. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, the tree, I still need to straighten the tree up. That's still looking a little bit wonky. That won't take too much to do just an extra little bit of wood there should straighten up i just i'm quite aware that it's growing at the moment at a bit of an angle and the bigger it gets i don't want it to do that then another big job i had to do was level out the veggie pod that was looking absolute mess um just the legs had just sunk into the ground which which we didn't want uh, and also while i was doing that i just started the hedgehog home um, just by placing a box, I've got a big wooden box with a hole out the front of it. Just by placing it under there, it's a good start. Um, but I'm going to do some more to that, it's not totally finished yet. Then with the paving, I know I had a right busy one. Um, I leveled the paving out so it's a little bit more nicer. Uh, and also we plant the lavender plant which is going to get nice and big. I'm thinking I might plant a few other herbs 
on the floor around here just to fill some of the spaces because the pavers have got one's broken for example um, and we've got some gaps which are just mud at the moment and I'd like some I think they're sedums I'd like to put some sedums around there just to fill the gaps uh, it means I can come down here and not worry uh, about getting too muddy um, but yeah I'm honestly I know it's a lot for me to run through just quickly on this podcast at down the bottom of the garden but so much it's such a big change it makes me feel so much better as well coming down here and just seeing it all tidy it's not exactly how I want it quite yet but it's such a small space that I think if I do a little bit each week like now we're in a nice spot where it's all tidy and neat um, if we do a little bit each week it will just slowly progress slowly plant bits up um, and it's going to look great so yeah a real change honestly I can't do it enough um, credit on audio but go check it out right now on my Instagram I'm putting all the pictures on there because um, I'm so proud of it but, uh, but it's going to look amazing in the summer I can just I can just know it is it's um, it's only a small space but we're really making the most of it so um, go check that out right now um, but that's it for this week down at the bottom of the garden a proper update wow everyone we almost come to the end of today's show and what a show honestly by the time i get to the end of the show i'm like wow there's so much we pack into one little half hour sometimes i think we could do more but i think half hour is just about right and actually just remind me something i want to ask you at the end of the show in a minute but Let's have a little recap of what we've talked about. Jane Perone, I've loved having her on. She's on again next week with another houseplant tip. I know a few of you got in touch and said, oh, we might get a houseplant. Well done, you. Good on you. Um, you know, head to your garden centre if you want. But if you just want to get into houseplants, just pop into the supermarket. Hey, that's fine too. It's a good way to start, right? In fact, I actually brought, I'll admit it, I brought a... Drakina, I might have told you last week, Drakina Margarina. <laughs> I don't know, I, I can't pronounce the Latin of it. But I bought one of them, um, 5 99 the other day. Beautiful little plant, it's sitting in the studio right now. Anyway, Jane Perone, inspiring everyone to get their houseplant on, everyone. Then we had Costa, nice to hear that little bit of uh, audio pop-up from the past. I love that. If you want to listen to more of those shows, honestly, we did almost 100, 200 live shows back in between 2020. I was doing like live show every single night. Crazy, right? Uh, and some real fun amongst that. I'm just adding a few little bits on here for you to listen to. Um, but I love it. Costa talking about worms. I don't know if I'd drink the worm juice. That's a little bit too far, right? George back on talking about getting to know your students. To be honest with you, that is the one of the things that, from my childhood, the teachers that really stood out, like shout out to Mrs. Myers, don't know where you are right now, my English teacher, uh, because she made a relationship, like, uh, of teacher, student, working, you know, it made me work harder, from honest with you, because I was just like, yeah, 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 um, shout out to Myers. Um, it's a great top tip from George right there, and hey, are you, are you proud of me? Hey, mum, you're proud of me? How much I've done down that garden? Go check it out on Instagram. I'm putting all the things up on there if you want to watch uh, how that progress is going. But that is going to be a grow-your-own-jungle. Such a great little space and uh, really proven you can do so much. 
The biggest thing with that garden I've got to do though is, you know, I'm putting all these areas in, making it loads of great for grow your own. But Olive reminded me the other day that, you know, it's a fence panel by a fence panel big. You're going to grow loads, Dad. But you said you were going to make it a family garden. And at the moment, there's enough space just for you to sit down. So that's something to think about. It's a challenge. And I like that. I like that a lot. But if you want to see an update of that, go check it out on Instagram, everybody. Um, so what a, sh what a show. I love it so much. Now, this is something I wanted to ask you, uh, the listener, the OGs. Over, so basically, this is a teacher-parent garden club for teachers and parents. And not next week, the week after, we've got a half term. And I'm just wondering, you know, half hour is nice and easy to listen to, right? But I'm just wondering, because we should be with the kids or having time off if you're a teacher, away from it. I'm wondering if we should do, not take it off. I'll still do a podcast, but maybe a little bit of a shorter podcast. I was thinking over the holidays this year, we'll do a little bit of a shorter podcast or maybe, I don't know, just have a little, little update and see you next week when we get into the real bit. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, let me know on the social medias or at Lee at skijingarner.co.uk. It was just something I was thinking about while driving the other day that, you know, making time for our kids is so important away from technology and I don't want to be the distraction from that. Um... But let me know what you think. But anyway, I'm heading to Brighton, literally, uh, as I speak to you in about 12 hours. So I will be uh, be there. I look forward to seeing anyone that's uh, there. But if not, uh, I shall always, as always, chat to you next Friday here on the number one children's garden podcast in the world. Probably. Says, I think they gain a gardener. Dachshund.